Welcome to another episode of Mental Health Mondays. It is the week of November 28th, last week of November. Woo! Holy shit, can't believe it. Uh, this felt like the quickest month yet, at least to me. Um, isn't it funny? When you're younger, I feel like every time you talk to a, an old person or an adult, an adult, um, that they're always like, eh, as the years goes on, as the years go on, it, time just keeps going quicker and quicker. You'd think that... Uh, at some point, we'd get used to the pace of time, but it does seem like every day time goes faster and faster. I wonder why. I wonder if that's because um, each day we just realize, each day we're closer to the end, not to be too dark. But um, maybe that's why. Maybe we kind of have this internal clock that, we can't really quantify that each day we, our body, our subconscious knows that we are one day closer to the end. Wow, this is a really depressing start. I didn't mean for this to happen. Um, but maybe that is why. Why it always seems like time is going by quicker and quicker. Because um, uh, every day we're just one step closer to the edge and I'm about to break. Uh, <laughs> um yeah, I mean, I don't know why. I don't even know why I decided to talk about that. I guess it just hit me just now because it did feel like November went super quick. I mean, Thanksgiving's already over. Thanksgiving gets rushed every year. What a shame because it's excellent. The food we made was fantastic. I'm still feeling it. I feel like shit, like physically, but specifically just because I ate shit the last week or so. And then this morning to... uh Settle my stomach a little. Decided to go with McDonald's breakfast. Let me tell you, anytime you start the day with McDonald's breakfast, you're basically just admitting to yourself you're not going to get shit done today. Um, but I'm forcing myself right now because I didn't really feel like doing this. I mean, I like doing this. It's fun, even though no one's really looking yet. Um, I do enjoy it, but there are times where it just, like, I would have been totally okay with playing FIFA the rest of the day. Um, but I know that I need to stick to my plan and my process, trust the process. Um, so I'm just, for, I'm, I forced myself to get up and get moving even after McDonald's breakfast. So I'm basically a hero. Um, no, but a time's going to go by even quicker if I keep eating McDonald's breakfast. Um, yeah, I don't know. That is a strange sensation we get as the days go on, as the years go on, that it feels like every day is quicker or every season, every year is quicker than the last. And it's like a collective human thing. Everyone you talk, it's not like anyone would be like, oh, this year seemed like it took forever. Even the horror year that 2020 was, I think if you asked anyone by the time it was January or like December, January time, they would have been like, damn, I can't believe all that happened in the blink of an eye. And I really do think it's because maybe we have this like subconscious knowledge that every moment we live is one moment closer to not being able to live any more moments anymore at all. And again, I'm not trying to be dark. I just think that's an interesting uh, topic. And I, I think that it's also like an important realization because each moment is precious. Each day is precious. And it's a tough line to toe to balance... Um, being conscious of that and allowing it to like push you forward 
but also not allowing it to drive you crazy to a point where if you're not um, moving forward and you feel stagnant that you don't go crazy or like beat yourself up it beat yourself up for it too much and I know I struggle with that for sure because as I've said a million times if I'm not being productive if I can't feel myself being productive and doing things that I need to get done I just feel like the whole world is crashing in on me and again part of that is like a positive thing it's motivation to keep going but I think there's definitely a balance between the motivational aspect of it and you can't beat yourself up too much you have to have grace and realize that shit happens and this past week was kind of another example of that because still dealing with the same struggles and worries and concerns health-wise um, in this house not with me uh, but with my girlfriend I guess the last couple of episodes I've hinted at it but didn't just say it don't know exactly what's going on um, and I don't really want to get into it too much. I don't want to violate any HIPAA laws on the podcast. I don't know what she does or does not want to be shared. She's a pretty open book like me. Um, but it's scary. It's frightening, especially when you don't have the answers. And it's impossible to have the answers um, if you're not a doctor, one, which I am not. Lucky enough to have my mom in the family who is an amazing RN and has been an amazing RN for 30 years. Um, so she's seen everything. She's done everything. And it's really helpful to have her, but even she's a nice, like, calming force or a nice, uh, like, all right, well, maybe look for this or see if you can uh, get this tested or whatever it is, or this might be something that it could be. But even then, it's like, one test leads to another test, leads to another test, leads to another test, and all the while she feels horrible. So it's um, it's a tough thing, uh, especially because, I mean, I think any medical professional could say this too, it's like you're not feeling the symptoms, so all you can do is go bait, like, is go off what the person is saying, and that sounds easier than it is because it's like I understand what you're telling me, I understand what you're saying you're going through, but I can't feel it, so I don't know exactly how bad it is, and I'm trying to be as empathetic and sympathetic as possible and take it as serious as possible while also in the back of my head being, like, just, like, confused on how to navigate it all. So that's something that we've been dealing with, and it's definitely, like, rightfully so, that has taken um, more time, more of my time up than, like, all the things that I wish I had a little bit more time to be doing. Um, now, again, that's far more important. Health is everything. But it has been something I'm, I'm dealing with. And I'm saying I'm dealing with it. I'm not dealing with it. I'm fine. Um, but it's a struggle when someone close to you is going through something because don't know exactly what to do or what to say. And I feel like a broken record sometimes when I say the same things over and over again trying to be supportive, but also knowing, like, God, I know how I feel saying this for the thousandth time. I can only imagine how it feels hearing it for the thousandth time when it's not offering any uh, solutions. So I've been trying to kind of, like, trying my best to be solution-oriented when discussing things with her, but I don't have the answers and I don't have the solutions. And again, we won't know until more tests happen and the difficult part of that is that 
could very ultimately lead to just another test because more needs to be known before diagnosing something someone with something and being able to like take the proper steps to actually treat it um i know i just talked to my mom about it we we just talked to my mom because we were thinking about going to the hospital to just try to expedite the process mean like listen this is what we know so far can you please run these specific things that we need done because it's like unbearable for her to live like this right now and unfortunately the way my mom put it is like when you go to the hospital they tr- they can't treat symptoms they can treat a disease or a life-threatening thing um but they can't treat symptoms. So if you don't know what it is, like they can try their best to do tests and stuff and like help diagnose it. But even then, they're still going to ultimately send you to a specialist or tell you to make an appointment with a specialist and stuff. I don't know. I don't really want to get too far into that kind of stuff. But it's an interesting, tricky thing to navigate, um, especially when you don't have a huge knowledge of medical things or medical processes or... I think I feel I feel like I know more than the average person who maybe hasn't spent time around someone who's in that profession because living with my mom for years, I've heard a million trillion stories and have some sort of grasp of like how it works. But still, I don't understand the med- medicine side, like the scientific side of it. So I just feel lost and I know she does and it, it hurts to be with someone you care about so much and see them hurt. And it definitely changes things completely. So that's where we're at. But I'm trying to remain as positive as possible. And something I said to her today was um, we have to try our best to focus on the stuff that we can control. And part of that is getting up and forcing ourselves to move and eating as healthy as possible. And like as much as she feels super tired and fatigued all the time, which is one of the worst parts of it, um, trying our best to like get up and get moving and use your body because if you listen to any person who's been through an illness any success story like seems like all of them um suggest that and say like never stop moving like keep pushing forward and keep pushing yourself um and it it seems to help people if not their spirit definitely or definitely their spirit but and maybe even their their symptoms in their body as well so um that's just been something that's going on still and uh, I feel for her very deeply. It really sucks. Um, it fucking sucks. But that um, I try my best to draw a life lesson out of everything because I'm a big believer that the universe is always talking to us. And if we're open and willing to listen, there's always something to be gained from it, even if it seems super dark and dim. And so I feel like... This has brought into my mind the aspect, the, the, the conversation of trusting your gut or trusting your head, trusting your heart or trusting your head. Um, and it can be really tricky to navigate or to pick which one to trust. Both are difficult to trust for different reasons at different times. Um, I think, I mean, the obvious drawbacks are trusting your heart It can get a bit convoluted. It can get, um, I mean, emotions are fickle and they're fleeting and they change from moment to moment. And that's beautiful in some ways, but it can be dangerous in some ways to fully rely on your heart all the time because um, it can lead you to make decisions that are not as logical 
But with that said, trusting your head all the time leaves your heart at a disadvantage and leaves your heart um, pining for more. And um, I'm lumping gut and heart in as one thing, trusting your gut instinct, your heart. I feel like that kind of, to me at least, the way I look at it, they're um, one and the same or at least very similar. Um, Yeah, trusting your head implicitly and always going with the logical solution can oftentimes leave you at a disadvantage emotionally because even if you think something is logical, your heart is always going to be in your ear saying, yeah, but I don't feel like that's the decision I should make. And I guess my, it's kind of hard to put into words. Obviously, I'm over here stammering and stuttering and not making much sense. But I think if I were to choose and I can only trust one, I think I'd pick my heart and my gut 99.9% of the time. And I say that because if you're going to trust your head um, and go with a logical move every time and it doesn't work out, you start to, uh, I don't know, if you, if, you, if you trust your head all the time and it doesn't work out, you go with a logical decision, it doesn't seem to pan out the way that it logically should or the way that your brain is saying it logically should. Um, again, it leaves your emotions are still there wanting more. Your emotions are going to feel like unfulfilled. Your heart is going to feel unfulfilled. And you don't get a second chance to go back and act on your gut. And that's why I feel like acting on your gut initially and letting the cards fall where they may. Is it letting the cards fall where they may? Letting the chips fall where they may? I think letting the chips. Acting on your gut initially and letting the chips fall where they may and then letting your mind pick up the pieces if it didn't go well, I think is the better way to go about things and navigate through life because you're not going to get that gut instinct again. It's a momentary thing. It's a very uh, fight-or-flight, do-or-die feeling oftentimes, and trusting your gut allows you to really trust your emotion and be in tune with your emotions and when you allow yourself to do that and make decisions based off that, then you can take the time afterwards to be like, okay, where did this, if it goes wrong. I mean, a lot of times, trusting your gut, your gut, your gut instinct, trusting your heart, using your, your passion, whatever, um, to propel you forward can work out a lot of times. Um, but if it doesn't, I feel like then you can allow yourself to think logically about it. Whereas the reverse I don't know that you can necessarily, after the fact, use your heart as much um, to change the circumstance. I mean, you can. I don't know. I just feel like I would choose trusting my gut instinct, trusting my heart, and getting my heart broken or being wrong based on my feeling about something and then afterwards being able to think back on it and really decipher, okay, where did my emotion lead me astray? Was I acting irrationally? Was I acting um, impulsively and not... But was I reacting or acting? Because you can act on emotion, you can react based on your emotion. You don't want to be reactive emotionally. But if you are active emotionally, I think it can lead you to the right answer quite often. And then again, if it doesn't, 
then you can use your head to be like, this is where I went wrong. And I think ultimately you should balance both. You should always, before you decide to do something, um, consult your head and your heart for the various reasons. There are positives and negatives to both of them. But I'm saying if you had to, if you only had the choice of one, um, I think I will, I would always go with my gut and it's led me wrong. It's led me wrong many times, but it's also led me right many times. And I think that ultimately I'm more emotionally fulfilled. My heart is fuller for having trusted my emotion and my gut instinct, um, more times than letting my head lead me where it seems logical. Also, the thing is, trusting your heart over your head, it's like your head doesn't always know what's right. It's not like it's like this is the right logistical answer 100% of the time, so take the emotion out of it. That's not how it works. So it's like if you trust your head, if, if you have bad information going into a something and you trust your head based on that information you're not going to get very far anyway. So having the feeling, letting the universe speak to you and listening to it and decipher it, letting your body speak to you, um, I think is important when just like in decision-making in life for both big and small things, especially, I mean, small things, it's small things meaning like if it goes wrong, it's really not that big of a deal one way or the other. But with big things, career moves, life changes. Yeah, you don't want to be impulsive, but at the same time, you feel your emotions for a reason. Um, you're, you feel your feelings for a reason. That's because that's actually how you feel about them in that moment. Again, they can change. They do often change. But there's a reason you felt that feeling at one point or another. And I think it's wise to be able to decipher, okay, if I trust my emotion in this, what's the worst that could happen? And also, is it ultimately what I want? Um being like, meaning like, if you, if there's a situation that comes across your, your, your life, and there's one way that it seems like society or whatever, or your family or the people around you, your head is telling them, telling you, this is what they're saying, this is what they would do, or this is what is expected, but my heart, my feeling, my gut instinct is telling me the complete opposite or just telling me to go slightly in a different direction. You got to do what you got to do. You can't fall back on what other people think. You can't fall back on what other people want for you or from you. And that's something I've had to learn the hard way many times in my life. Um, and even though for a long time I feel like I've always tried to trust my gut, and sometimes your gut and your head align perfectly and it feels good because it's like, oh, this is obvious. This is the decision I should make. And then it ends up being the wrong decision anyway, even though both your head and your gut were telling you, hey, this is the way to go. Um, but more than anything, even, even in those situations, uh, or aside from that, there have been many times in my life where I've been like listening to outside noise and even if I might also agree with the outside noise, it, it became very fuzzy and convoluted and um, confusing to decipher what thoughts and emotions were f coming from the outside and what thoughts and emotions were coming from within me. And ultimately making decisions based on what I thought I felt, that's where your head can trick your heart.
and what other people felt was best for me or best for my life. And really, ultimately, that's tough because having people around you who love and care about you is fine. Obviously, it's amazing. <laughs> it's good. You should have that. That's good. That's great. Highly recommend it. Um, and they will often give you advice and they will often give you their opinion. And you should always listen because if you trust them enough for them to be in your life in a significant role, whether it be friend, family, significant other, you should trust them enough to hear them out. And sometimes they have great advice and they can see things that you can't because your head and your heart are blurred as fuck. Blurred, that was a weird way. I, ha- I hated how I said that. Because your head and your heart are blurry, they're, they're, you're confused, okay? It's okay to hear them, their opinion and a lot of times they're right. But then there are times where people who are close to you that you love and care about and who love and care about you, though that might be true, um, they might be giving you advice based on what's good for them. And that's when it gets tricky in relationships, friendships, because it's, I don't know, it's hard. It's like, if you trust this person, if you care about this person, and you believe that they care about you too, and they have your best interest at heart, then it's hard to decipher whether the advice they're giving you is for you or if it's for them. Because I tend to believe that there are a lot of times in our lives where the people around us, there are people around us that want us to act a certain way or do a certain thing because it fits the role you play in their life, not your life. It fits what they want you to be doing. It fits the narrative they have of you in their head and their own personal story and journey, but it doesn't fit what you want and what you need for your life and your well-being and your heart. Um, and I think we've all been bit by that a time or two. And it's really difficult until you've gone through it a few times to be able to decipher um, where it went wrong and if there was malintent involved. I tend to think that even if, I, I don't know, I tend to give people the benefit of the doubt maybe a little too much at times. I tend to think that they probably have your best interest at, or they, they probably believe themselves that they have your best interest at heart. Um, but that doesn't always mean they really do. And they might not even realize that they are suggesting things or seeing things so fully through their lens. They look at you, they like you, they love you, they care about you, they see you in a situation, they might think, hey, as your friend, this needs to change. Or, hey, I want you to stay in this situation because as your friend, I think it's good. And then you're feeling a totally different way And that's where it gets kind of confusing to navigate this human experience and relationships and friendships and stuff because it's like, I believe you as my friend that you think that and you believe in your heart that um, the way you're viewing this situation would be better for me. But at the same time, it doesn't mean it's true. And oftentimes, listen, it's human nature a lot of times to be selfish, whether we realize we're being selfish or not. So we might be giving someone advice and really it's serving us and not them. And that's messed up. And it's hard not to do because, again, we're all living our own journey and our own life and going through our own experiences and stuff. So it's hard to know 
if someone is telling you something knowingly that's only going to benefit them or that mostly benefits them, and you might be fine anyway, but they want to keep you where you're at for their own use, um, or if they really believe in their heart of hearts that um, you'd be better off for you and solely for you if you changed the situation or stayed in the situation or did whatever. I don't know, and I think all of that can be really confusing. I'm sure that was very confusing to hear. Um, all of that can be confusing to decipher and to navigate, and it has been for me. It has been for me, um, definitely. I dealt with that quite a bit the last couple of years, and I still don't necessarily know how to feel about the situation because I just... When you see someone, when you know someone for a certain amount of time and you, I don't know, you feel like you can trust their intentions for you, but then, I don't know, your mind starts to race and you're like, yeah, but that kind of seems selfish. And then it's like, well, am I being selfish? Because this is a relationship, so I don't want to fully fuck over um, what they want to, like, it's just impossible to make everyone happy and if you're not making yourself happy or anyone else happy, which is something that I've done many times, that means you got to step back, slow your thoughts down, slow your heart down, and kind of file through what is your heart telling you to do, what is your head telling you to do, and trust that over what anyone else is telling you to do. Because, um, I mean, it's, it's hard enough to sort through your own emotions and thoughts, let alone bringing someone else's into them and opening up this whole other world of drama and not drama, but like this other folder of emotion that belongs to another person. And obviously our, all, every decision we make affects somebody, but ultimately you want to try to, to mitigate the damage as much as possible and hurt as few people as possible, whatever decision you're making in your life for sure. But at the same time, tend to feel like you still got to make sure you're looking out for yourself 99% of the time. Only in the sense of, not, not if it comes at the expense of someone else. I'm not telling you to be selfish in that way. But being selfish over our own emotion and our own heart, being, I guess it's not being selfish, it's taking care of our heart and our mind. Um, and not worrying too much about what someone else thinks about what we're doing is really the only way you can like be content and happy in life and know that you're on the correct path for you, regardless of anyone else. <sighs> that was a long way of saying it's hard to differentiate between what your mind's telling you and what your heart's telling you, but I would choose to trust what my heart's telling me 99 times out of 100 and live with the consequences. And if I have to pick up the pieces and clean up after myself afterwards, well, then I'll use my head and see where I went wrong. But it seems like, uh, I don't know, I've been fooled by my head and I've been fooled by my heart and I feel like I'd rather be fooled by my heart anytime than overthink something and be fooled by my head when my heart still hurts regardless of the decision I made. So it's a little something. And the reason why that ties all back into um, the whole situation that I'm dealing with now is because my head has said certain things about this medical situation that we're dealing with 
And I've been proven wrong multiple times. And it's funny because, like I just said, 99 out of 100 times, I trust my heart, and I would suggest and recommend other people do within reason. Um, Yet still, when it wasn't 100% about me, I used my head. And that shows a, a lack of empathy, a lack of sympathy, and just I was proven wrong because the other person trusted their gut, trusted their how they were feeling, what their body was telling them, even though I was like, eh, it's probably nothing. Sure enough, we go to the doctor, get these tests done, and it's something. So it just... I got to have grace with myself because I, I know I had the, be- I had the best intentions um, giving whatever advice I had or whatever thoughts I had in the situation. But uh, it was just a funny, not funny, it's not a funny situation, but it was an ironic um, way of the world, God, the universe, whatever, proving to me, huh, take your own medicine, you know, um, because... Uh, I always tell people to trust their feelings and trust their heart and trust their body and trust what the world is telling them, the universe is telling them. I literally said it 40 times in this episode alone. Uh, And in that moment, I didn't. And I was proven wrong yet again that by the person who did trust their heart and trust how they were feeling and stuff. So I just felt like it was just a nice little lesson for myself. Not, you know, I don't want to say that because it's coming at the expense of someone I love and care about. But it was a nice, like, reminder to myself, hey, you do have to listen to your body. And guess what? If other people are listening to theirs, you've got to take them at their word that they're feeling something's not right about a situation. So, you know, let me take a sip of coffee. I'm losing steam. Just like this coffee because it's cold as hell. You know... I forgot to say what I'm grateful for. I said I was going to do that every episode. I've said a lot of things in these episodes that many, few, very few are watching. But let's see. This week I am grateful that... I'm grateful for the food that my girlfriend and I made for Thanksgiving. It was amazing. I know everyone says that, but genuinely I was, I was, I was nervous all day cooking the food with her. I don't know why we had one person over. It wasn't like we were hosting the royal family or something, but I was just like unsure of how it was going to come out. So I was hyped that it was fire and it was fire. And I'll tell you, it's funny. It's like I, you eat something major, like I could eat this every day. By the third day of leftovers, I was like, I literally can't. It's amazing. It's still very good. This food is still fresh enough to eat and stuff. But I was like, I literally can't eat this another day. Thank God. We crushed the rest of them last night. Oh, my God. I couldn't move. Um, so I'm thankful that the food turned out good. I'm thankful for um, I'm thankful for the time I got to spend with her cooking and the little cute moments of, like, bickering about how something should be done when neither one of us really know the answer. Um followed by like laughter, making fun of each other and just having fun and enjoying each other's company. I'm thankful for that. That was a fun part of Thanksgiving. Um, I'm thankful that, um, I'm thankful that even though things are a little scary right now, 
that I am alive and the person I am talking about is alive and that we have options in front of us and that we're, I'm thankful that there are answers to be had, even though we don't have them yet. Um, and it's frustrating and it's a crazy, it's been a, it's been a pretty wild experience. And, um, but there are answers to be had and we will find them. Um, I'm just praying and hoping and trying to do everything I can for her that she's feeling okay at least uh, before we finally get those answers because it could take time and that part sucks but I'm cautiously optimistic and actually no not cautiously optimistic I just that sounded like a cool fancy phrase to say I'm very optimistic and pretty certain that we will have answers and then we can really deal with what's ailing this person um, rather than the alternative of there is no answer, there is no better tomorrow, there is no solution. So that I am thankful for. Let's give one more. I already said coffee last week. I want to switch it up every week. Um, I am thankful that the Huh. probably should prepare this beforehand so that if you listen and watch this, so you're not just sitting there. But I, I, I guess uh, a silly one. I'm thankful that the Jets won today. Get three out. No big deal. Uh, Jets won again with their backup quarterback. Well, he's their backup quarterback, but they chose to start him. They benched their starting quarterback. I don't necessarily agree with the decision. We'll see how it goes. He's supposed to be the future. He's supposed to be the answer. We don't know. But, um, yeah, I'm thankful the Jets won today. <sighs> time, time keeps on ticking into the future. Is that Lenny Kravitz? Fly like an eagle? No, I don't think so. Why did I just say Lenny Kravitz? I don't know. Time keeps on ticking, though. It does. It's crazy. Like I said in the beginning, I don't know why, but every year, every day, every minute, seems to go by quicker than the next. And it's this human-wide phenomenon. We all feel it. Again, never will you talk to someone and be like, wow, this year went by so quick. And they'll be like, no, actually, it seems like time is dragging and dragging and dragging. Everyone has that feeling in them that it's just speeding up. But obviously, it's not actually speeding up. It's like when... Daylight savings comes in the fall, and it gets dark earlier, and everyone is like, oh, my God, it's getting dark so early these days. Even though every year we know around that time that it's going to happen, we still have the same feeling every year of like, Jesus, it's so dark, so early. I feel like I can't do anything past 6 o'clock. Um, but I just think that there is something in us that, you know, we have things like a circadian rhythm, meaning your your sleep schedule, your circadian rhythm is your understanding physically and mentally of the 24-hour clock, I think. I think that's what it is. Something like that, though. And we have an internal clock. You hear it in sports all, all the time. Um, like his, you know, a quarterback's internal clock of knowing when the play is supposed to develop, how long it takes, how long he can stand in the pocket, how long it's going to be until this defender gets to him or gets to his receiver, whatever it is, something like that. Um, we have these mechanisms built in for us to sense time, 
but I think one that we don't necessarily have a conscious understanding of is time itself. But unconsciously, I do feel that we have an understanding that it's time is finite. Our time is finite. Time is infinite. But our time on this planet is finite. And that is where this sensation that like every year goes by quicker than the last. If you talk to an elderly person, they'll say the same thing. They'll say like, oh, you know, now that I've gotten into my 70s, it just seems like each year goes by quicker and quicker. And the time that you get to spend with the people you love and doing the things you love goes by quicker and quicker. Or uh, even the sensation we get where when, you know, time flies when you're having fun. I think it all relates back to this internal subconscious knowledge we have that every moment we live is a moment closer to not living anymore and not being able to experience those things anymore. So it's like when we're at a function that's super fun and all, like you're at a sporting event or a concert and it's like in the beginning it's slow, whatever. And then you, once you're in it, it's just all a blur. And then all of a sudden you, you look at your watch or whatever, watch, you look at your phone and you see that like it's coming to a close. It's like, I feel like it goes by so quickly. One, because you're allowing yourself to be in the moment. So you're ignoring the, that aspect, that internal clock. But also I feel like it's just our body knows like, oh, this is one, like, like in Grand Theft Auto, if you ever play GTA, once you beat the game, or I think during the game, you can look at all your stats of like all the horrible things that you've done in the game. But like the amount of times you've done certain things. And I've always pondered this idea. There is an imaginary list of all the times you've done certain things. Bad things, good things, gross things, not gross things. So it's like every time you do something fun, you're getting one tick closer to the amount of fun things that you did at the end of your game. And I think that subconsciously our body knows this or at least can sense it or feel it. I don't know. We all as humans, like we've never been to, we, we have no proof. I mean, there's questionable things that you hear, like not questionable. I believe in that kind of, I believe in the afterlife and I believe that something's after this for sure. This is not it. This meaty flesh suit that we are in is not the only thing there is for sure. I feel pretty certain about that. My expert opinion, but we have no real proof we have feelings, we have things people say that they've experienced and all that kind of stuff. Um, yet, so I, I don't know what I, where it was. We have no proof of the afterlife, man. Um, there is something else after this life. We don't know for certain, though. And I think that knowledge, the, th- the one thing we do know is that you will die, I will die. Everyone, <laughs> again, it was a depressing shit. Everyone you love will die. Everyone you hate will die. We're all going to die. That's okay. It's unfortunate, I guess. But at the same time, it makes the things we have while we're here pretty beautiful and pretty awesome. But knowing that, that's why every day seems quicker than the next one. And that's why we need to remember to live every day as best as we can. You have to have grace with yourself. You have to allow yourself to fuck up sometimes and not make the most out of a day. It's going to happen. And I almost feel like it's necessary at times to reset whatever the fuck you have going on in your life and to slow down. Sometimes we do need those day, that day or two days or maybe a little longer. You don't want it to last too long. 
but that day to shut the fuck up and slow down and realize, oh, yeah, life is happening around me. Let me put my fucking shoes on and go back out there and try harder and do what I got to do for myself, for the people I love, and keep pursuing my dreams and keep doing what I want to do and keep doing what I love because time is going to end for you. It's going to keep going when you're gone, but for you, your measly little, hopefully, you know, 70 to 100 years, if you're lucky, which would be great. I'd be very thankful for that. It's going to end at some point, and I think we all know. It's like this, I mean, we talk about it, I'm talking about it right now, but it's almost this unspoken thing that we all have in us as humans um, that we can either use to our advantage to help uh, propel us forward to do great things in our life while we have it, or it can become this real fear and this real crippling anxiety, this real looming danger over your shoulder that, you know, it's coming for you eventually one day. I choose and I try my best to use it as a motivator. Um, And not just motivation to make you do things that you need to get done or that you need to get done, um, but also as a barometer, as like almost a, a unit of measurement of, hey, you're going to die, so you might as well enjoy as many, many of the things here as you can. It's not all about progress. Some of it is just about pure happiness and love and joy. But knowing that time is going to run out for you eventually, it should be the ultimate motivation to do everything you can to experience love in as many moments as you can, whether it be with human beings, other things, other living things, um, or just with experiences and passions and things that you really enjoy and love. True, 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 uh, like, breathtaking, soul-enriching moments. Do them, do as many as them, do as many of them as you can, and try to juice every fucking last ounce you can out of life, because it will end for you, and that's shitty, and I'm sorry. Maybe that's not what you wanted to hear, but it's a fucking reality that we all have to accept. And especially, again, going through this stuff recently where, like, someone I love is sick or not feeling good and something's going on. we got to get to the bottom of it. You don't even know. Not only is your life going to end one day, but you're not always going to feel great, too. Um, and you're not always going to have the ability to go do things you love. And of course, there's ways to overcome almost anything in this life, but it just goes to show, man, do everything you can for as long as you can, as hard as you can, and you can't go wrong. And I'm trying to prove that to my, I'm trying to remind myself of that every day. This past week was a little bit of one, like I said, a little bit of a reset again. Hey, dude, a lot of shit going on, but remember, Life's still moving forward with or without you. So had to hit the reset button a little bit this week, uh, rejigger what is important and what's truly important in my life and the life of those around me. But ultimately, that remains the same. I'm going to die one day, and that's okay. But not knowing what comes next, you might as well make everything out of every moment you have while you're here. So I guess that's what I was trying to get out of the whole time conversation not just being like, well, we're all going to die one day. Isn't that interesting? And then not say anything. But listen, uh, thank you very much for listening. That's about it. <laughs> I don't have much more. Um, if you pray, please pray for us. Please pray for Jay. 
Um, but wow, I just I have I'm a I'm a morose person. I just thought that would be a great hashtag of something. <laughs> I'm gonna take that part out. Probably not. But um, pray for us. Pray for yourselves. But um, you know, send some thoughts and prayers our way if you can. Trying to fucking push through this and get through this, and we will. I have full confidence that we will. But it's not gonna be easy. There's gonna be hard, hard times up ahead potentially, and. It hasn't been easy so far as it is, so definitely would appreciate all the thoughts and love and prayer that you could. Um, but also make sure that you're taking time for yourself this week because you need to. It's important, self-love, self-care, all that good stuff. And remember that though time is infinite, your time is not. So keep doing what you love this week as much as you can. And if you can't this week, don't beat yourself up for it. Uh, that's the other thing that's tough to balance is... It's not, not every moment is a waste, even when you're wasting them. Sometimes I try too hard to, to sound wise, whatever. You know what I'm saying. Just wasting time isn't always a waste of time. It's okay every once in a while. If, if, if you feel like you're on a trajectory where you're wasting too much time, listen, this is your message to adjust and, and, and uh, you know, realign what you got to do accordingly. But in general, Try your best to love and enjoy as much as you can while you can. And um, always remember, or I got to remember, I got, I fuck up my own little stupid catchphrase that I came up with every single week. I got to remember I got this. You got to remember you got this. And if not, we got this. We got each other's backs. Thank you for listening again. And uh, I'll talk to you next week. See ya. Take care of yourself.